Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week... You grab a hammer off a shelf and you think you're going to knock the guy out with it, but it just makes a little squeaky sound when it hits him on the head, and then you have to figure out what to do from there. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Pitch Please. I'm Alex, that's my name, and I'm also joined by developer Chris from Foggybox. Hello. Hello, Chris. That's my name. Uh, Developer James. Hello. From Catastrophic Overload. That is my name. No, Tom, because his internet just died, like, about five minutes before we started recording this. So instead, we have, again, it's Matt. Hello. Hello, Matt. Welcome back. Thank you very much. You're, you're thank you, thank our you for having me. think tank engine today. Good. Yeah. The beacons <laughs> were lit, pitch please called for aid, and Matt Castle that answered. <laughs> yeah. And that's noble, what happened. A noble cause. And um, also, I'm, I'm delighted to introduce uh, a very special guest. It's, uh, it's Alex Navarro of Nextlander. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Hey, you're very welcome. Um, so you you are um, like, would you say games journalist? Is that is that how you would describe yourself? I think, kind of- I think you could have accused me of that at one point in my career. Certainly, um, <laughs> I, I mostly served as a critic for most of my career, but I've also you know I've done a lot of podcasting, a lot of uh, video stuff over the years. I lightly dabbled in journalism, though I think there are far more journalist journalists than I am. So, so you kind of share some similar ground to like, I mean. Matt, you uh, you used to do the um, back in the old days, right? Yeah, a bit of, a I'm, bit of still, that. I'm still scrabbling in the, the journalist <laughs> minds. So. But today, you're a you're you're a games pitcher, right? You're gonna yes, you're I gonna am. give us your your idea, which I'm looking forward to because I'm I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like Alex has probably played more games than we've all had hot dinners combined. So I don't know what is going to come out I mean, of this. I don't know what. Guaranteed more than me. <laughs> more than James, definitely. Um, yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always, um, you know, like I, I've always been a person who talks about video games, but I'm always very quick to caution that I have never made a video game. I, When I have worked at game studios, it's always been on the promotions or QA side of things. I am not a designer. I'm not a developer. So everything... I conceptualize is from the armchair or should I say gamer chair perspective. Um, so, you know, I have no idea if any of these ideas I have are any good, but I'll just, you That's know, exactly I'll, I'll how leave we it like to the it, jury. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, wonderful. So, um, okay. Yeah. So I guess, I guess let's make a start. What, what is your pitch? What is your idea, please? Okay. So I, I'll, I'll pick one. I have two ideas here and I want to know which one you guys are more interested in. I'm just going to give you the quick one sentence strap line for each one. Oh, uh, one is Supernatural American Truck Simulator. 
<laughs> the okay. other one is Idiot Hitman. <laughs> oh, oh, those are both okay. great. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, now, I know those, uh, <clears throat> I know Matt Castle is a huge Hitman fan, if I remember yeah. correctly. And, and I love an idiot. And <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning towards Idiot Hitman. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. I mean, certainly the supernatural truck, that, that kind of it intrigued me. But idiot, there's something about the, pun- the punch of Idiot Hitman that just uh, is really grabbing me. James, is that yeah. what are you voting for? I mean, I'm happy to go with the group. I personally like the uh, supernatural truck simulator, but you know. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, let's oh, no, let's go Hitman. Let's go Hitman. We, let's start with Hitman and see and see where okay. it goes, uh, right? Yeah. All right, Hitman is the one I have way less of a long pitch for. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So nice. the basic idea is that Hitman, especially in the recent versions of it, uh, are very much slapstick comedy. Um, but they are always slapstick comedy from the perspective of a character who is so good at killing that he can just do these Warner Brothers cartoon things to people and come out completely unscathed, <laughs> completely normal. And he just is always in complete control of everything going on in the environment. What I want is the opposite of that. <laughs> I want a character who is, let's just say, whether they have found their way to the hitman profession on purpose or not, they do not belong there. Um, this is a Mr. Bean, you know, uh, Frank Drebin style character who is, you know, maybe at the at the core of their being sort of invested in what they're doing for a living, but in no way actually talented at it. And so it is a similar notion of a clockwork environment where you can go around and, you know, you can interact with different aspects of the environment. You know, there there are characters moving around. You either have a target or targets that you need to hit. But everything you do in the environment should not result in the actual expected action. If a person thinks that they are going to poison the food that this person is going to eat, that should result in someone else getting poisoned and chaos coming in around the edges. If they're going to use like the the laser beam in their watch to try and assassinate someone from a distance, what they should actually do is hit a rope that causes a chandelier to fall uh, and causes just increasingly intense levels of chaos throughout the level that somehow can eventually result in you winning the mission or, you know, killing the target, but it should never be the way you want it to be. It should never be done with any real precision and it should never be done without a whole lot of collateral damage, both in terms of death and destruction. Okay. I love it. I mean, Chris and James, what are your immediate thoughts as, as the developers here? I was thinking mechanically, I was thinking how you could, because obviously with, uh, with Hitman, you're making a decision and you, because, if you've followed like an NPC's path for a while, you know that the path of that NPC. Okay, so when he comes through the door next, this thing that I've triggered will happen. So I guess in in that, I'm trying to figure out the mechanic of how do you make something that you think is going to happen not happen or the opposite effect. So maybe you could do, rather than um, like knowing the thing that's going to happen, you get a chance that when you, you, you're going to trigger this thing, one of two things is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And whether we give the player like a, a like a 50-50 chance and we, we telegraph that to them, like, okay, you've got a 40% chance. If you poison this, that it's going to go to the right person. Oh. Or, you know, you pull this rope and the thing you expect to happen will happen. The problem is with that is that uh, from a player's perspective, you find it with XCOM, is that people always feel like percentages are 
not in their favor. Like 90% is a high percentage. There's still 10% chance that you're going to fail. Sure. So it's how you balance that and how you go, okay, yeah, that, that thing is going to happen. Um, cause that could lead to lots of cascading effects of things. And it could be really funny or it could be very frustrating. <laughs> right. I hopefully more funny, but, um, <laughs> that's there. That's my thoughts on it is do we go with that whole, you give them the options of what could happen per, per thing that you want to, they mm. want to attempt. Yeah. I mean, James, what about you? I mean, at the moment in my head, uh, I've got, do you remember the game heavy rain? Yes. <laughs> And uh, there's a great clip. I, I, of, I know uh, which video. I know which clip you're thinking. The video online where someone it's all quick time events, and they they miss every single one. So right. the guy is chasing the uh, the bad guy down, and it just keeps bashing into doors, tripping over tables. And I'm like, oh man, is is do we do we go with like what Hitman is, or do we go more like is it kind of like a scripted kind of uh, you know quick time silly event? Uh, kind of approach and I'm I, like ah I'm not opposed to the idea certainly of like you know big events and significant things within the map being sort of mapped to quick time things to sort of prevent maybe the idea of like the chaos getting too far away and like too much frustration for the player not getting what they want mm-hmm. like maybe the idea is let's say you know you think you're going to untie a rope and the chandelier is going to fall on the target you hit the quick time event and you do it perfectly but then the chandelier falls on your head you know like that kind of thing where it's like <laughs> yes you have done the expected action but the thing you think is going to happen doesn't and then you yeah. have to figure out what to do after the, the chandelier falls on your head yeah so you could kind of like still blend in the idea of choices, which Chris was mentioning, but like, yeah, do you do it just literally it, it you are maybe on rails. I don't know. Uh, it, it, that would certainly make it much more easy to develop than, uh, you know, you can wander around a whole, a whole scene, but, um, yeah, player freedom yeah, is always a pain. Another game <laughs> yeah. I kind of think about. Fun, in the context, it's always a pain. Yeah. Another game I kind of think about in the context of this is a game I really like called jazz punk. Um, that game is not really about much other than poking around an environment and just seeing what's kind of stupid things fall out of it. Right. And a lot of really stupid shit happens in that game. Like it is, <laughs> it is very much a slapstick yeah. comedy mentality. Mm. And, you know, it has that kind of like quick rhythm of like, you know, the jokes just kind of keep f- like falling at you over and over and over again. And that's mm-hmm. kind of more what I'm like. It's less about like the intricate clockwork sort of environment that like a hitman has. Like it has it, in my mind, it has some of that. But like it's not as reliant on a character is always going to be in this place. So you want to make sure you're lining up this exact precision thing. It's more about like, I just want to kick everything and see what (laughs) happens, like what explodes, what, you know, what confetti falls out, that kind of thing. And, you know, there is a mission in there, but the mission is less the point than just the the sheer chaos that can come from just poking at everything. Yeah, I kind of like that. You've assassinated your target, but only because you've also accidentally destroyed the entire building. Yeah, you've also murdered everyone in the the building. Everyone else is also dead. (laughs) Um, Matt, what do you you think about this? Because you actually pitched a Hitman esque game a little what last year right albeit much more serious than this well Um, yeah i i pitched like a very like a very old hitman who kind of leveled (laughs) down between levels as he kind of forgot powers and became like more limited that way Mm. but like i i wonder if i I know like we always i know it comes up a lot in this podcast is the idea of like slapstick from like something being like harder to control is maybe also mm. an option. Like you just make you make the hitman so over elaborate that 
keeping everything always plate spinning like you're bound to fail like you're destined to fail with him a bit like um i mean we always say octodad. i was just thinking octodad <laughs> yes but like because Oct- octodad is the kind of like you know controls something very difficult in a really mundane situation and the comedy is just how much you like mess up that mundane situation but there's you could almost have a very intricate version where like the combination of keys or buttons you're having to press for actions you know there's so much to remember that you know it spirals out of control from there or would that just be like the least satisfying thing to play ever i I don't know i think you'd have to dial it back a bit i think maybe more towards the human full flat uh, gang beast style sure. uh, physically animated rather than the really sort of over the top of Octodad because you, you would get a bit more finesse especially like if you you know I'm going to pull this thing uh, out of this cupboard and I'm dragging it along especially with dead bodies that would be hilarious and just you know as you go over like wet patches on the ground that you've put down there, you slip and you hear like that slide whistle noise as you sort of fall <laughs> on a bucket, falls off a ladder and hits you on the head. And then your controls are reversed for 10 seconds because you're you know dizzy and things like that. I want to uh, see you dragging a body and then like the trousers get snagged on a nail and then you rip the trousers <laughs> off and now you've got a dude with no pants and everyone's like, what's going on here? Um, that's, that, that's kind of where I'm at with this. Nice. I, I just I just want to make sure it's like, if when I think of Frank Drebin, um, he being an idiot, but he, for sure, but he never kind of gets hurt himself it, right. if, from memory. He's always like, it's almost like, is this game the wish fulfillment the game? Is it just like, I, I want to kill this guy and I just, I do a thing and it just does what I want it to do. But uh, I, as the player, am completely fine, I guess. Uh, there's kind of two ways to look at it, really. I, I But I, uh, I don't know. I kind well, of like I mean- the idea that you do end up pantsless and that sort of <laughs> leads me down, down that route. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in... In the Naked Gun movies, like, they, you know, use O.J. Simpson's character a lot for the, like, hey, this is the person who is actually just getting the anvils falling on his head. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. But there, there's definitely, there are multiple times where Frank Drebin, you know, he's getting attacked by dogs, he's swimming through raw sewage, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, other okay. ways to sort of, like, clown on him that don't just result on him constantly slipping on banana peels, and I, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's maybe more of the tact to say it's like, oh, you can go down this route and bad things are going to happen to you. But it's not like, you know, a Jerry Lewis situation where you were just constantly crashing into dishes and falling over <laughs> tables and, you know, like uh, throwing pies in the face of wealthy dowagers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, another way to think of it is maybe is more like Johnny English, if you've ever seen, sure, if you've seen that film. Um, uh, you know, a great example might be uh, the sort of knockout toxin that he's got in his ring and he stabs himself and then half his body goes numb. Right. Is it like, could you start each level with like, you've got a gadget and then the gadget somehow affects you as the player. You're immediately paralyzed and, like one side. So of that's actually you, a great you, idea. You've got, you've got a normal Hitman level, but you are hindered in some way. And that just happens every time. Like you get some cool gadget that's supposed to just, <laughs> yeah. supposed to be the thing that like gets you through the mission, but you inevitably screw it up. And now suddenly, like you said, the left side of your body isn't working. <laughs> suddenly, it, yeah. you know, like all like all the audio is gone, so like you can't hear what anyone is saying to you. But yeah. you have to get through yeah. these really elaborate conversations while you're undercover. <laughs> you. You've got nitroglycerin toothpaste and you brush your teeth with it in the morning so you can't move too fast or your head explodes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Wow. Wow. You've, 
really thought this one. I mean, James, you actually, I mean, you made a game that where the, the controls are, I mean, you might disagree with me, but Drink More Glurp, that the controls are, I would say, purposely difficult, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't want anybody to be good at the game. So, right. Uh, yeah. um, and, and the humor uh, from that comes from, like, um, so drink, drink more club, Alex is like a, a sports, like a, um, like a multiplayer sports versus mm-hmm. game where you play as like these little alien blobs with long arms. Right. And then you, you're, you're in the Olympic, you're in Olympic events. And, um, the, the humor from that comes from trying to do very simple tasks like throwing the javelin, uh, or like throwing things, uh, running, but it's incredibly and difficult. And you're just some bandit right. you're awful, yeah. idiot. <laughs> Having something that is inhibiting your character. Right. Like maybe if you were really good at if you were really good at it, you could fulfill these things. You could actually be a good hitman and fulfill the level if you really That's tried. It. If it was, but it's very, very almost impossible. But that almost has a separate layer for players where it's like, okay, I want to play and yeah. I want to be bad. But then there's like such a high skill ceiling. It's like, no, I'm actually going to become a really good assassin hitman. <laughs> right. You'll see perfect run half videos my on body's YouTube. numb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, my teeth explode across the dance floor. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have to collect all your teeth. <laughs> you've got the, fla- the, the flashbang Polaroid and you take a selfie before the level starts and you can't, you're like, everything's a bit blurry and you can't yep. quite see. <laughs> You can't make out the face of anyone, let alone your target. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you assassinate, yeah, a faceless target? That's awesome. <laughs> I, so I've, I've combined a few things that we've all said and just what I thought would be a, a a nice way and also add variation to play styles and things is that you choose your loadout so all the gadgets you want but every gadget has a benefit and a thing if when you use it you hit the percentage of like fucking up so mm-hmm. say you got a 50 50 chance of every time you you know try to you have a little stun device that you can stun people but you have 50 percent chance that you'll stun yourself so then all of a sudden that changes the way you need to approach that situation because you've stunned yourself in the middle of trying to like drag a body and you're trying to stun someone else so you're like, okay now i need to improvise so i'm going to get my laser watch out and try and open a vent but instead you like you know you singe your arm and now you've only got one arm and because it's physics based like the gangby style, you've now got to like, oh, you've got one stick that controls the arm. So yeah, okay, fine. So I think doing it like that, where you you just, you that way you can cause accidents because you don't take away the intent from the player of, I want to pull this, but all of a sudden a, a new thing has happened and it does, it feels a lot more random and like it, everything is against the player where with choosing your loadout to go, okay, I'm going to approach this mission like this. I need to find and take out this person. I've you know, last time I did did it with the the C four, but I accidentally blew up my leg and injured myself. So I was, I was I was at half speed for the entire level. So I won't take that this time. I'm going to take this. <laughs> That's fine. But as I said, like only half like, speed. In, wow. in this, the 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 protagonist never gets hurt, like injured, injured. They only get a minor sort of like bruising and and a temporary like just things that happen to them. And I think yeah. that's the better way of doing it because it's always on the player then. And if you put uh, the one thing you, I put a lot of people get with games is where they think the game's against them. And if right. it's the player's mm-hmm. fault, they have no one to blame but themselves. And they, they were like, okay, last time I did this, not last time the game did this to me. And mm. there's a lot more um, a distinction. I think it's a lot better way to approach it. Um, and also it combines a lot of that slapstick that, that can happen. And, but also then having to think and completely change your plans on an action that you thought you was going to go one way and then goes another because you're an idiot. 
yeah, like a lot, a lot of the way I envision this is like, you know, Hitman is a game that is very much like the challenge is in not making mistakes. It's in, you know, the AI is very tuned mm. to try and make you, you know, wor- work with like wriggle your way around them so that you can get to the things that you need to do and, and do them well. I don't envision this as being a particularly tough game. Like it is not a game that is it is about like, you know, intense skill play. It is much more about like reaction. It is about just like thinking in the moment, like, okay, what is, you know, I'm, I, let's just say I'm dragging a body. I've been discovered. I just tried to throw the stun grenade and suddenly, you know, half my body, I, I can't see anything because, you know, I, and so I can't really fight this person. So you have a couple of options in front of you. You can either try and run away, in which case, you know, you slip on an oil slick and then, you know, it fall down and the guy lunges at you and then hits the wall or something. Or, you know, you <laughs> lunge at them, but then you trip and fall and you end up headbutting them in the crotch. And that's how they go down. You know, like that kind of it's like it's not so much about like you know, you have to fight these enemies and you have to like, you know, make sure that your skill set is built up in such a way that, you know, Mm -hmm. you can handle these encounters. It's more about just being like, okay, what reaction am I going to have when things go haywire and how, what, what stupid joke will fall out of whatever reaction (laughs) I have? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I want to see like, like what kind of levels are they like? I mean, that's what's so good about Hitman is like all, all right. the levels are so exciting when you have like these different these different kinds of levels. You kind of think, oh, okay, so I'm in I'm in a small uh, like a, a, a small little parochial town. What kind of business could, is going to happen now? Like, what kind of hijinks can I can I do? And Hitman, it's like that. But in this, I think also like the idea of you know like what would this game be like in like a huge mansion in Dartmoor again? Like how would that how would right. that stuff play out? But- wouldn't you want to like lean into it so that from the second you step into a level you're like "Uh uh-oh like this level is very dangerous so it's like a bull in a china shop kind of thing you know you almost want you know you want when when your handler or whatever is doing the talk through the level just everything is danger zone you know it's like oh we're here we're unveiling this giant glass you know whatever yes yeah statue of you know it's a replica of the entire building made out. all the entire building is made out of glass and you're like oh no i'm bringing this idiot into the situation um but, but i can't think of anything better than a building made of glass it's got to be well, I think that, that could be a thing you could you could it could be like okay you could, in this mission you're not allowed to make any noise above like x decibels mm. and you find out it's at like a pottery convention and you're like oh shit and everything's just like high shelves of like vases literally a what high value shop. target are you going to need to assassinate at a pottery convention <laughs> Old <laughs> Gary Vaz, the, the inventor of the Vaz, the, the inventor of the Vaz. Yeah. What about uh, mm. like a bubble wrap factory? <laughs> just everywhere, just bubble wrap the whole it's, it's thing. It's the bubble wrap factory, but it's just littered with things that actually will stab and injure you all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I guess, like, is it still assassination all the way through? Is that like you are you are an incompetent hitman? Uh, working for, I guess, an equally incompetent agency because they hired you in the first place. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, to- I think you could also play into general espionage and, you know, sort of like spy type missions. Like, I think in general, there needs to be a target of some kind in each of these, but it doesn't mm. necessarily have to be you have to go kill this person, though I would assume that most oh, missions yeah. will result in you doing that anyway. Uh, but, you know, like there might be a mission where it's say it's like, you know, hey, we're at this big fancy. And I'm, I'm going back to Naked Gun here, but there's this big fancy foray <laughs> for the Queen of England. And you have to make sure that, A, the Queen doesn't get assassinated and two also don't bother the Queen. And you end up bothering the Queen very, very much. 
And it <laughs> yeah. could be like, you need to take uh, photos of, you know, these targets doing this, this and this and extract. But, you know, your camera flash could alert everyone or, <laughs> exactly. or you flash yourself and you've just fallen off a balcony into the middle of got, the, got the dance thumb, party. You've fallen into the bass the drum of a marching band and you're walking around with that on your head. <laughs> you're just taking pictures yeah. of your own face. The disguises, That's all come back with. The disguises could be great as well. Oh, and I yeah. think they, um, it really would be benefited from that gang beast style uh, physics animated controller. I think that's just, yeah. it adds comedy itself. I mean, um, yeah, there has to be some element of like uh, suspension of disbelief for the people, uh, for the NPCs in the world, right? Because as soon as you walk into that space, your your general movement is going to put people off and make them suspicious if you're trying to fumble around like a weird uh, physics gang beast style creature. Uh, even just like having mm. struggling to move around, but gang beasts like the the simple controls in banks. You know, you've got you've got the the punch that in itself looks stupid. And I think if you feel, if you if that was the fighting, that would be yeah. hilarious. And also the fact that you can raise your arms up and they flop around that you could you could feign <laughs> surrender mm-hmm. and it would look really yeah. funny. And then as he comes over, you just sort of like hit him with a bucket or something, <laughs> which you've accidentally grabbed because you've put your hands behind and you've accidentally grabbed it off the shelf you were near, but it's worked out. Right, or you, or you, you, just you accidentally pull the shelf with you. Head in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. um, okay. I really I like the image of you pulling the shelf down on top of yourself, and then that's how you scurry <laughs> but away. Also, you also got them, so yeah. you lucked out. I, I, I just, I love the idea that everybody's in on it. So you, everyone knows that it, actually you fail the mission if you kill your target. Because you, mm. someone's just taking you for a day out, and it's like, can you just behave? And you're you, you're running around pretending to be this assassin, and <laughs> uh, maybe that's a bit too meta. But um, <laughs> the other, the other, oh man, it's gone from my mind now. The other idea was, oh yes, other other things that we could do. Uh, driving mm. mission, of course, got yes. to have a driving mission nice. with yeah. all the gadgets in the car, yeah, spy that, hunter shit, you know. Yeah, like let off the ejector seat, and you're the one. You, you know, it's you set off your own seat. It's an oil slick, but you accidentally spray it forward. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, the other one would be uh, you've got to crawl around some vents. That obviously everybody. I mean, the whole idea of crawling around a vent and no one can hear you. Just like you know, it's just all these people just hearing like clung 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 as you're like climbing around the vent. Oh, I like I like the idea of like a picture in picture, which shows lots of people pointing <laughs> to like, where you are in the vent. Being like, it's like you just hear a lot of muffled vent. conversation below. You're just like, what the hell is that noise? What is going on? Yeah, it's it's like a uh, dense and stuff. Yeah, it's like Sniper Elite. So you have to move when noise when the band starts up, and if you make too, like then they'll stop. Or every time someone like someone keeps trying to make a toast so you have to stop as they like ding their drink and everyone quietens down so you have to just sort of stand still and then it picks back up again and you can move again but if you make too much noise they all start looking up I think that could be interesting as well yeah. just a big angry crowd waiting for you at the end of the event when you leave and you're just like what are you doing in the event and you're like yeah, I'm sorry just crossed arms and tapping their toes at you and just like as you, right. you crawl I should, I out been in there <laughs> Luckily, you, you, you bought your you bought your vent inspector ID card with you. <laughs> I, I, do also, you get away with it. I really like the idea of there being multiple scenarios in each map where you have to try and talk your way out of something, but all the options are bad. Like none none of the the, the excuses are convincing whatsoever. <laughs> they barely string together. Like each di- like you just keep having to invent new details to try and get your way out of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Hitman would be a lot different game if you had the ability to have dialogue options right. that had a chance of failing or succeeding based on like oh, the disguise yeah. you were wearing. <laughs> so like a guard catches you, it's like I'm oh, I'm I'm from the council. And it's like you're dressed up as a chicken mascot. You're a flamingo. <laughs> yeah. Why do you like Yes. I like yeah, the idea that you're 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 trying to just do things that that a hitman would normally find fairly fairly easy, fairly simple, straightforward tasks. But you, as an incompetent hitman, are, are really struggling to accomplish really anything. Um, and the most you can hope for is that you accidentally succeed. Right. Do we ever run into a problem where if, like, if the tone of it is like super funny and it's all like hijinks and you know dumb mistakes that for a level to end in murder is a bit <laughs> everyone's <laughs> dead <laughs> you actually killed everyone in this entire building well if for like one second your trousers are falling down and the next <laughs> second like you're strangling a lot you know an old lady or something it's a bit it's got a very different vibe i do think i do think you probably have to shy away from like long depictions of violent murder i yeah, think it really does have to be a lot more like yeah. whoops you know you accidentally deflated this giant balloon and now everyone is being smothered with it you know like it's that <laughs> right it has right. to be you can just hear their muffled screams yes exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's off, off like off camera gunshots in films. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what you want. It's it's the the idea of murder. You hear the gunshot, you, gun mean, you hear the woman it. scream, you hear the dog bark, and then the siren goes by, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I also like the idea of um like at the end of Hitman when you've accomplished the task and you have that the couple of minutes where you feel really badass when you're walking away to the extraction point, doing that. But in this game. Uh, I think could be could be quite funny, like especially if you're if you're it's trying to basically get out idiot. of the building. <laughs> yeah, just just falling over, just getting just just accomplishing the task, and then getting hit by a car as you as you leave the building. Um, With toilet <laughs> toilet paper stuck to the bottom of your shoe. Um, <laughs> Taking off on a jet ski, but you fall right off the jet ski, and it just takes off without you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I think at the moment we have we have basically like a like. Hitman, where you play at well, it's it's idiot Hitman, right? It's still idiot, yeah. but like the the main, I guess, mechanics of the game is that you're it's harder to control, um, but also it ca it can't feel like I guess the game is punishing the player. The player has to feel like they're the ones making the mistakes, and that's funny. And so, is that Chris, where you were saying like you would have access to certain tools, but the the more you use them, the high chance there is that it would mess up well if that could be it like so the earlier you use them in the thing there's obviously a less percentage chance that they would maybe they break over time because you're incompetent and like so the earlier you use them the more likely they are to work but i think being able to choose your loadout um because obviously in, in hitman there are different ways to uh, attack a situation it's, it, depending on the level mm. and i think with this that could also add to that where you're like okay last time i took these three things or any number of things, but right. now I need to take these three. Oh, and because I completed that last mission, I could buy a new gadget and I don't know how to use that yet. So let's, I think what that should happen is, is that you get, you find out what the gadget is, but you don't know either of the things that it does until you use it once. <laughs> and then that way it's, it's like you're learning on the job. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you've got the thing that's called like a stun watch and you, you assume that if you touch someone, you know, hit someone whilst you've got the stun watch on, it's going to stun them, but it might not. Maybe you accidentally touch a, you go near some metal or some water and you're standing in it and you, you, you know, you stun yourself. Right. And I think that you, sh that the player should have to learn how to use the gadgets that way. 
Yeah, like I imagine because I, mean, I think that's funny. I imagine <laughs> in that scenario, like there is a briefing before every mission, and part of that briefing is you know the Q guy coming up and being like, "Okay, here are the gadgets we're giving you for this. This is what this is." And then the whole time he's explaining it, like you're just having this internal monologue of like remembering what you ate for lunch that day. You know, like you know, <laughs> yeah. did I remember to turn the oven off? Like that kind of thing. And then once he gets through the, the explanation, he's just like, "So have you got it?" And you're like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I've got it. Absolutely. Yeah. Sunwatch. So you don't actually know. <laughs> Keep zooming in on an ant crawling up the back wall. <laughs> looking at Does he know screen. that spider's on yeah. his shoulder? Should I try and flip it off? Is that going to be rude? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that uh, in James Bond? The the clicky pen that explodes and it's yes. like, don't click it three times, only click it two times. And if you're just like oh, hearing, it's the holy hand mm. grenade. That's what you're. Yes. It's the really long explanation for something that's very simple. And yeah. Overly exactly. complicated. Um, oh, down yeah. for that. A, co- a really complicated activation sequence for a vital gadget is that would be great. <laughs> yes. Like click it this, leave a second, click it twice, leave a second, click it three times. And you're just there clicking this thing, spraying ink everywhere. As, as, as a guard slowly comes towards you and you're just like, one second. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm from the council. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. what um, what about like failure states? Is there like a suspicion meter, or do you can you die, uh, or can you not? Like, is it like how does oh. it work? Imagine Mr. Bean, where Mr. Bean could die. That's so sinister. <laughs> the it's opening got such scene. different energy to it. I mean, in my mind, the only way you can really fail is if you fail to react. Like, if you fail to engage in something, if you just stand there for mm-hmm. too long and don't, you know, choose one of the various environmental options or, you know, gadget options in front of you and dialogue options, whatever. If you just let the enemies do something before you do something, then maybe that is where you fall apart. But the mm-hmm. uh, in my mind, the way the, the the chaos system works is that as long as you are doing things, it doesn't matter how much you are layering the chaos on top of chaos. That is not a failure. It is just that things have become weirder and maybe more challenging based on, you know, like where things are going on the map. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of the chaos engine, yeah, uh, chaos yeah. meter or whatever. It was. Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah, not like there should be a maybe a failure state where you have to do something, but it should be at a very extreme level where things have gone so wrong, yeah, that <laughs> you you really cannot complete your mission. But like, if a guard catches you, there are like dialogue or you could you can all spam x to wriggle out but when you wriggle out like you he can see you doing it and like you have to do it when he's when he turns away and if you you just comes back and relocks it and you're like oh, i love crap. the idea of like the guard ext- like just wondering what you're doing be like hey what, what are you doing what are you doing in this vent uh and then you have a certain amount of seconds to try and react, oh, but then yeah. you just you, you just use the stun watch, stun yourself, fall out of the vent, <laughs> and, then, and then you get locked up. It's the, it's, um, it's the classic Telltale Games approach, isn't it? Of like, which response do I want? And then yeah, you kind get of like, panic a like bit. a second, so you almost like you don't even know what you're guessing. You're just like, <laughs> oh, that, that's my choice. <laughs> I kind of like that. You grab a um, hammer off a shelf and you think you're going to knock the guy out with it, but it just makes a little squeaky sound when it hits him on the head. And then you have to figure out what to do from there. Yeah, yeah. And then the camera pans out and it's just like Bob's comedy hammer. And <laughs> 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 okay, so we have uh, a hitman where you play as an incompetent hitman who is difficult to control and also uses gadgets that often will not function correctly. 
is not very good in conversations, trying to talk <laughs> their way out of anything, who gets caught frequently. Um, and the aim of the game is to, I guess, complete the level by any means necessary, yes. inevitably in a way that will wreak a, a, a lot of destruction and chaos in a way that the the actual Hitman series would, would never do. Because I guess like the aim of that is to walk out of the mission feeling cool. Uh, in this, you're going to be kind of be walking out of the mission Probably just thankful. laughing at how yeah, thankful <laughs> that you yes. somehow made it. Um, okay, uh, Chris, what do you what do you think of this? Yeah, I I, I really like it. I, I think there needs more games that are serious in tone should have comedy versions of them um, <laughs> to a degree. Um, but yeah, I think the idea of like going to use something and then it not happen not doing the thing you expected it to do, therefore having to react and maybe doing something else that then also didn't do what you expected <laughs> it to do and having to then just compound these reactions until something mm. just just goes your way. Um, it's it really good. And like, it always feels like it's your sort of fault because you're like, oh, why did I use that then? Of course that was going to happen. I was, <laughs> you know, trying to stun a man while standing in a puddle of water. What do I expect <laughs> to happen? Um, and just like noticing those patterns as well. Like there is a, a, a game there. Yeah. There are mechanics that you can rely on as like, oh, okay, I figure this out. If if I do this thing with the water and a guard walks through it, I can stun him. Okay, so you go mm. to do it and that's when it goes wrong. So you, you sure. go, you have such really good intentions, but it never really goes I your guess, way yeah, sometimes. Like in that way, maybe it's a little bit like, um, I'm trying to think of that game that I played recently. Um, do you know Unto the End? Unto the End is a platformer where you just, um, I think you have to find your family, basically. You have to get back to your family. Mm. But the idea of that is it's, it's really, really tough. And a lot of times you will, you'll fail. You'll immediately die. And you didn't, you don't, there was no way to actually have seen what was going to happen at that point. You're just like, okay, I have to restart. And now I know that this rock's going to fall at this point. Um, so maybe the idea of going in this, like you stun yourself because like there was no way to know that like, uh, or you, you're not paying attention to the fact that there was a puddle right there. Like there are so many different environmental factors going on that you're like, okay, now I know uh, if I replay this, if I do this run again, then I won't. I'll, I'll just dodge this puddle. But then there's something else in the way there. Like I think just yeah. lots of different environmental things just constantly like working against you, trying to trying to mess up what you're doing. Um, and uh, James, what, what are you what are you thinking of this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it. Uh, I I really like the idea. Um, <laughs> just one more idea that there's a an escort mission. And mm -hmm. you've got this like ragdolling person being bandied around behind you while you're dragging them through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the escort out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, just the, the idea that we can set up these elaborate like Rube Goldberg style levels where you do one action and then you have this chain reaction. Mm. I think that sounds really great, and all the gadgets and everything. Yeah, sign me up. I want to play it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what, what, are you in? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on board with, with all this nonsense. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'd like to add is at the end, I think for like a rating system of how you've done, it, sh it should be how like red your face is burning with embarrassment. <laughs> yes. so like if you did it very smoothly, you just look like yourself. But if you really messed it up, like bright red, total humiliation. <laughs> it's like it's um, that and a dollar tally or pounds tally of how much damage yeah, right. you have done in the level. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it, idiot hitman, uh, Alex. Do you, do you think are you happy with kind of where we've where we've gone with this? Oh, you have taken an idea that I had as a rough sketch, and you have given it some actual like texture, which I greatly appreciate. <laughs> like there are some, I think there are some really good ideas in there. 
Fantastic. All right. So maybe that guy who occasionally does uh, does little um, little games for us, who's listening, can do a, can do some kind of prototype for this. It sounds quite difficult. Um, but if, if you're listening and you have any any ideas that you might want to add, uh, then you can uh, you can let us know in the in the comments of this or on Twitter at uh, Pitch Please Pod without any vowels. We've changed it. I'm sorry for all the. 60 episodes the previously. Twitter tag of all time. <laughs> so bad. I, I had lots of reasons why I had it like it was in the original, lots of reasons why I've now changed it. Uh, they were all bad reasons, it, but it is what it, it is now. It's bad before and it's bad now. <laughs> it's worse now. Um, but Pitch Please Pod, no vowels. That's where you can uh, let us know. And um, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much um, for was, having that me. That was fantastic. You're very welcome. Um, maybe uh, in the future you can come back on and tell us about your uh, truck, your spooky truck game. I'd be more um, than happy to. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, Chris, James, Matt, thank you very much. And um, we'll we'll all see you next time. See Goodbye. you later. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Hello. I bet you thought this was going to be one of those little funny bits that we put at the end of the episodes, but it's not. I just wanted to tell you about Tiny Teams Festival, which is happening. It's happening right now. If you're listening between August 7th and 14th, it's happening right now. Have you heard of it, Chris? I have indeed, Alex. Not only can you save money on some great games made by great tiny people. They're not the people. Massive games. (laughs) Massive games made by tiny people. You can also... Play some demos of some unreleased games that haven't come out yet. And not only is it on Steam, we're going to be streaming stuff every day, all day of the week. We're going to be playing all of these games that are out and coming soon. Where are we playing those, Alex? On twitch.tv forward slash yogscast, but also on the event page, which will be on Steam. You'll find us on Steam. I'll put a link in the description. Come and have a look. There's going to be something you're either going to want to wishlist or you're going to want to buy and it's going to be on sale. Because we're going to have huge games that are on sale like Phasmophobia. That's made by one person. Stardew Valley. Everyone knows that's made by one person. Uh, amazing. Good job, Eric. And there are, there are so many other games that are just made by a couple of people that are all, all part of this festival. They're amazing. Uh, we'll be on the front page for like a, a couple of days. You'll find us. We're everywhere. But follow the link in the description as well. I'll put something down there. And somewhere in there, you're going to find a game that you're going to fucking love. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That'll do.